Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community, but right now, more than ever, they need our help, so let's do our part and support them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. It's your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We have a win to talk about. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I know they're one, two, and one, but ladies and gentlemen, throw the record out the window for a minute. And yes, I know I talked about on Saturday how even though I want them to make the playoffs, I want Carson Wentz to get that playoff experience. I want them to win the NFC East because I think this team still has the makeup of a team that can make a deep run. Even though I said that and still said there's long-term changes that need to come regardless of the 2020 season, it feels good to talk about a win. It feels good to talk about a team that is in lone first place in the NFC East. After the first three weeks of the season, and the way they went with how bad Carson Wentz was, with how bad Doug Peterson was, with how bad it looked like the roster was constructed by general manager Howie Roseman, by how terrible the injuries were and continue to be on Sunday night against San Francisco, the fact that a week later, the fact that a day later from the podcast I did yesterday, or I should say Saturday, so a day and a half ago, I did a show that was very doom and gloom. A day and a half later, we're talking about a football team, the same football team that we were talking about a day and a half ago about needing long-term changes that still, I think, need to come. Now we're talking about them being in lone first place in the NFC East. And again, that's not you know, an indication of how good this football team is going to be moving forward. They still have the toughest remaining schedule in the NFL of any team. Um, I don't know if they could even get a win in the playoffs if they were to make it. The only reason they're in first place, the only reason they have a fighting chance right now, it feels like, is because they are in the NFL's worst division. The Dallas Cowboys are 1-3 after a loss to the Cleveland Browns, who scored 40-plus on Dallas' defense. Dallas is an onside kick away from being 0-4. Washington's a 17-point comeback against Philly, week one away from also being 0-4. The Giants are 0-4, and so because the Eagles tied the Bengals, last week and they didn't lose not that I defend Doug Peterson's idea to punt for a tie but because of that tie and because of a 25 to 20 win on primetime football in San Fran last night the 1-2-1 and Eagles are leading the NFC East and today we're going to get into what I was what I would think is a a game you can be really proud of um, it was a brawl. It was a, a dogfight to get that win. It came down to the last couple plays. Again, the Eagles don't make it easy, right? They had a two-score lead. Well, they were trailing at one point in the fourth quarter. Carson Wentz puts on an incredible drive to get this team the lead with a 42-yard touchdown to Travis Fulgham, of all people, right? This is just, I guess, what it takes for Carson Wentz and this Eagles offense to shine is when it's 
practice squad players out there. That's what it feels like the last two years. Um, but they're trailing in the fourth quarter. They get a lead. They get, end up getting a two-score lead because of a pick six by linebacker Alex Singleton, which then quickly dissipates after the Niners bench Nick Mullins. C.J. Beathard comes in. And he makes it a five-point ball game. The Eagles run the ball three straight times, a quick three and out. The Niners march all the way down to the Eagles' 33-yard line. And they had a fighting chance with that final Hail Mary. And so they don't make it easy. It was frustrating at the end. I think Doug Peterson got way too conservative. I thought so did Jim Schwartz. He was having success with man coverage all day long and then went back to that garbage soft zone they do at the end of games every single year where they have to stop them at the goal line because they give up yard after yard after yard in such a short amount of time. But at the same time, that win, the fight, the resilience of that team, the passion in the face of adversity is what we've seen the last three years. But I said it on Saturday, I did not see that from this football team outside of Carson Wentz against Cincinnati the last three weeks. And I was nervous that that fight might be gone. No. Last night, you saw the Eagles that we're used to from 2017 to 2019. It felt a lot like the 2018 Sunday Night Football battle against the Los Angeles Rams. How many teams actually gave that Eagles team, how many people, I should say, across the country, how many teams, or people, I should say, gave the Birds a fighting chance in that game? With Carson Wentz, Officially put on IR. Nick Foles comes back in. He was terrible the first two weeks of the 2018 season. You know, the Eagles are 6-7 and seven at that point. It feels like they're dead in the water. And they're heading on the road against the best team in the NFC, in the Rams. And the Eagles win that game. It felt very similar. While, yeah, the Niners aren't nearly as good as that Rams team. You're playing a backup in Nick Mullins. Debo Samuels banged up. The Niners' entire defense was banged up. But at the same time, I watched Sunday Night Football. I watched the pregame show, and I watched every single analyst on there pick San Francisco. And the Eagles are wearing their do-or-die all-white jerseys, and they fought to the bitter end with injuries everywhere. There was one point where only Jason Kelsey was a starting offensive lineman out there. There was one point where it was Jordan Maialata, Jack Driscoll, Nate Herbig, Matt Pryor, Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, John Hightower, and Andre Killings at running back. And this team managed to go on the road, beat Kyle Shanahan and the 2-1 Niners to grab first place in the NFC East. I'm proud of this football team. They're not anywhere close to where they need to be still from a health standpoint, from a performance standpoint on both sides of the football. They play the Steelers coming up and the Ravens. Like They cannot win this way in the next couple weeks. But last night, it got the job done when you needed it to the most. And it was fun because, again, a huge part of it was thanks to these misfits, right? These practice squad players and these reserves because that's what it took. The Eagles, it's week four and they're down to bare bones on this roster. Last year, it was guys like Deontay Burnett, Robert Davis, Boston Scott, Joshua Perkins, uh, Craig James, right, saves the day on Thursday Night Football against Green Bay. In a similar situation uh, like it was yesterday against San Francisco, they had to beat Green Bay last year on the road in Lambeau, or they were going to be 1-3. and three. Craig James saves the day coming in at cornerback and never played before. Uh, last night, it was Travis Fulgham who has the game-winning 43-yard touchdown, leads the team in receiving with 57 yards and a score. Alex Singleton comes in as a backup linebacker, gets a pick six on Nick Mullins. Richard Rodgers makes a ton of plays. 
John Hightower converts the crucial fourth down on the game-winning drive. Jordan Maialata held his own at left tackle. You saw Hassan Ridgeway get a big sack in the fourth quarter. You saw Jannard Avery step up. I mean, this football team, give Howie Roseman credit for one thing. And maybe, I don't even know if you give him credit, maybe it's just that the Eagles actually give these practice squad players and these late-round picks and these undrafted guys more opportunities to shine just based on necessity. But what I'll say is that the Eagles have found a lot of diamonds in the rough. They've found a lot of hidden hidden gems. And you saw that on full display. The country saw that on full display on Sunday Night Football. So I was proud to see all these young kids just step up again for the Eagles. It was very 2019-esque. Um, and maybe that's just what it takes to find that fight is, again, these players that are trying to make a name for themselves, so they're going to give you 110% every single snap. But it wasn't just those guys that gave you 110% every snap that it felt like they just would not let you down. They would not let you lose that football game. Can we talk about Carson Wentz, a guy that has been dragged through the mud the past three weeks, not only through the, the local media and the fans on Twitter, but also the national media and also the Lockdown Eagles podcast, which normally is Carson Wentz's biggest defending platform, I would say, across Eagles podcasts. Um, he was deservedly so attacked for his play. Um, but now we have to praise him where praise is due. And it wasn't an incredible performance. Wentz finishes the game 18 of 28, 193 yards, a touchdown, also an interception, but he also had seven carries for 37 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. Um, It wasn't really about the numbers. You could tell in that game Carson Wentz was elevating the talent around him. When he had to make plays, he made plays. I mean, the fight in number 11, was inspiring. And I think one play really represents it all. And it's a play where he wasn't even really playing quarterback. Jalen Hurts lined up behind, under center, or I should say in shotgun, and Carson Wentz lined up at wide receiver. And they showed a one-on-one camera angle after the play of Wentz blocking, I forget what Niners cornerback it was. And the battle that he was having with this corner, how hard he was working as a blocker, just shows what kind of teammate, what kind of guy Carson Wentz is. The fight, the resilience. How many other quarterbacks said if another quarterback was taking their snaps? Look at Joe Flacco, for instance, in 2018 when Lamar Jackson uh, would come in and Flacco would split out wide. And there was just no effort there at all. Carson Wentz, the complete opposite. There's this second-round kid who's coming in and taking my snaps, a kid that people are already calling for to start over me three weeks into the season, what does Wentz do? He blocks till the whistle. And after that, he gave that Niners corner a shove after. That was awesome. There was an intensity to Carson Wentz's game last night that was really inspiring. And you could see it feed. You could see other players feed off of that. And they're going to show that in the film room tomorrow. And players are going to respect the hell out of Wentz and seeing him as a blocker there. Because a lot of quarterbacks would not do that. They would just stand there. Wentz, no, no way, man. You'd think he was a wide receiver right there. And the way he moved so well in and outside of the pocket, escaping and making things happen. I know he threw another interception, but, you know, we we criticize Wentz for sometimes holding onto the ball too much and sometimes just not knowing when to say die. But it's a very fine line you have to walk. And for me, I would rather live and die with Wentz being Carson Wentz because then you can have games like yesterday where you need him to do what he does, extending plays with his legs, to create for Travis Fulgham, to create for Richard Rodgers and John Hightower. 
And he was just playing, he wasn't thinking, he was just playing loose, comfortable football. And the way he was running around, that looked like the kid from North Dakota State. That looked like 2017 Carson Wentz. And some of the plays he made, again, another clutch fourth quarter performance, back-to-back weeks now where he leads the Eagles down the field on that game-winning drive. A fourth down, incredible play to John Hightower. Can we talk about that second and 20 play to Boston Scott where he's running across the field 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage, just puts the ball in a rope? And then that Travis Fulgham touchdown, I mean, that was a rainbow of a pass. Carson Wentz was so, so good last night. I know the numbers don't represent it. He still missed some throws, but his mechanics were good. He was clutch in the fourth quarter. He inspired his teammates. He ran the ball extremely well. And he was keeping it across the line of scrimmage. Again, this is back-to-back weeks now where Wentz was a dangerous threat as a runner in read options and also just in improv plays. Um, He elevated this team in that way as well. No quarterback has a higher EPA, which is expected points added on scrambles over the last two weeks than Carson Wentz. And he scores another rushing touchdown in back-to-back weeks. I don't know. Maybe it's just that he needs fifth and sixth string wide receivers to play this loose and free, but Carson Wentz yesterday, that was the Carson Wentz we're used to. Yesterday showed me that we shouldn't even be close to giving up on Carson Wentz because if a player can elevate that talent on the offensive line in in that receiving core, in that kind of situation, in the situation not only to you have to win that football game, but the situation he was in in the fourth quarter where every single play, he's got to go all out to make it work based on the personnel he has around him. How many quarterbacks can elevate that talent? So yeah, he was struggling mightily the first three weeks of the season, and it was extremely concerning. You guys heard me say it on the podcast, but yesterday showed why you're not even close to giving up on a player like that because how many players could do that with the players he had around him on offense? Not many. Maybe three, maybe four, maybe five. Got to give Doug Peterson credit as well, though, for that win. He was aggressive. I love the two-point conversion to start out uh, the game. He saw his offense was clicking, and he kept them out there, and that two-point conversion was was the difference. Uh, the, the Niners, at the end of the game, had to go for two to make it a three-point game as opposed to five because Doug Peterson had the Eagles convert uh, that two-point conversion in the first quarter. Uh, Doug went for it on fourth down. He trusted Wentz. Wentz got it to John Hightower to keep the chains moving. Uh, That was not the case last week. Doug Peterson last week pretty much said that uh, he didn't believe in his football team. That wasn't the case uh, last night. Aggressive Doug was back. Wheelbarrow Doug? Wheelbarrow Doug was back out there on Sunday Night Football in primetime. Maybe he was just waiting for the country to see. Uh, He got Wentz moving again outside the pocket, and it was consistent this time. Uh, Read option plays, which I'm glad they implemented more. RPOs. It was a very Doug Peterson-like effort, and uh, he outshined Kyle Shanahan. That was the Carson Wentz. That was the Doug Peterson that I was used to, and it resulted in the Eagles getting a 25-20 win on Sunday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers. They are in first place, sole possession of first place in the NFC East right now at 1-2-1. and We'll continue to get into what were the keys to victory here in the Eagles' big win against the Niners. We'll head over to the defensive side of the football. Coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off. 
we blame ourselves saying things like I've lost my mojo or we kind of avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or I don't know sorry honey I'm just not feeling it right but with Roman it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication it's simple safe and totally discreet with Roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all for the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, very simple, and discreet. Get started. It's simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today to complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into the Locked On Eagles postgame show. The Eagles are in first place in the NFC East now after a 25-20 win on Sunday Night Football against the 2-1 San Francisco 49ers on the road in San Fran. It was an incredible performance by Carson Wentz, uh, by Doug Peterson. I thought Miles Sanders stepped up again, as he always does. Travis Fulgham was good. Richard Rodgers, Jordan Maialata. You know, it took every last effort out of this offense to produce any sort of production based on the talent that they had, right? It was very hard to make easy things work because that's just the situation they're in right now. So they had to scratch and claw for every single yard they got, but they got enough. And a lot of that had to do with the defense was really, really good on Sunday night. And not the linebackers. Again, the linebackers were terrible. Uh, Nate Geary was terrible. Jim Schwartz, again, to me, was terrible on Sunday night. The safeties, Kayvon Wallace, I liked that he started at safety, uh, but he struggled against George Kittle, as he probably would, you know, his first game. The real key unit that won this football game for the Eagles on defense was the defensive line, and it was every single guy that stepped up. It wasn't just one player that wrecked this ball game. Yeah, Josh Sweat, now he has three sacks in four games. Like Josh Sweat got another sack on Sunday night. He is the real deal as a pass rusher on the edge. But it wasn't just him. It wasn't just Brandon Graham who got the key uh, pressure on C.J. Beathard in that final drive. But it was Jannard Avery, too, who made three huge plays. He got a sack of his own. He got the pressure on the Rodney McLeod interception. Um, he got a key pressure on Beathard, the play before Graham on that final play. So it was Jannard Avery stepping up Brandon Graham. Um, Malik Jackson and Javon Hargrave got consistent pressure inside. Javon Hargrave had a half a sack. It was Josh Sweat. Derek Barnett got consistent pressure on a really good left tackle in Trent Williams. He consistently got to the quarterback. He had a half a sack again on Sunday night. It was everybody across the board up front. They were wrecking that football game. And that was key because the linebackers were really struggling the, the Niners were having a lot of success with misdirection and play action. As I said on Crossover Thursday, it was going to happen. And eventually the defensive line just created so much pressure that the Niners just did not have time really to get anything going. And how about the turnovers? The Eagles won the turnover battle. That was the key. They were outproduced in almost every other statistical category. Where did they win this game? The turnover battle. Finally, too, this defense, we have been starved of defensive turnovers for the Eagles for a long, 
long time. And they got three big ones on Sunday night, right? That Rodney McLeod interception, the strip sack by Craven LeBlanc, who just makes plays every time he's out there, right? Which sets up the Eagles to get points and to take the lead late in that football game. And then the pick six by Alex Singleton really won you the football game. Because again, the Niners made that a five-point game. If you don't get that pick six, who knows? San Fran might win the game. And so that's not something the Eagles really, under Jim Schwartz, get a lot, is turnovers. But Sunday night showed why they need more of them. Because that can be the difference when everything else is advantage San Fran. It's a cliche in football, but there's a reason it's said so much, and it's become a cliche, is because it's true. If you win the turnover battle, odds are you're going to win the game. If you win it by the margin the Eagles did, if you're plus two or above... Odds are, a lot of the time, as long as everything else is pretty even, you're going to win the football game. And so the defense, while it was frustrating again how they almost blew it in the end, they really stepped up. And I will give most credit to the defensive line, uh, but also to Darius Slay and Crave on the block at cornerback. Those two just week in and week out. They make plays for this football team. And Darius Slay's out there every play, right? LeBlanc not out there as much, not a consistent starter, but Craven. I'm just so impressed with him every time he's out there. I think he's better than Avante Maddox. I think he's better than Nikel Roby Coleman. I think he's better than Jalen Mills as an outside corner. Honestly, I do. Yesterday, I would have kept Jalen Mills at safety. Uh, Cravon just makes plays when he's out there. He's got a big wingspan. He's a big-time hitter. And he was able to strip that football out of Mullins' hands and set the Eagles up. That was so, so critical. In the perfect time when the Eagles are trailing, they had to get the ball back, and LeBlanc stepped up. There were a ton of guys last night that stepped up. A lot of misfits, a lot of guys that used to be on the practice squad, but but a lot of guys too, like Craven LeBlanc. You know, we talked about Fulgham and Rodgers and um, Maialata and those kind of guys, right? Greg Ward, Deontay Burnett, but even Craven. LeBlanc was a guy the Eagles signed off the streets in 2018, and look at the production they're still getting from him a couple years later. So I was so impressed with both sides of the football yesterday. They fought so hard. It wasn't a perfect performance. There's a long way to go still, but that was the Eagles team that we're used to and the one that we're proud of, that even when they're inconsistent, one thing that has been consistent is that fight, and you saw it on Sunday against San Fran. Louis DiBiase joining you on the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. We'll take one more break, and coming up next, we'll take a look forward. Uh, What do they got to do to be better against Pittsburgh? What went wrong for the Eagles that made this game so close against the 49ers? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Guys, today's Lockdown Eagles is sponsored by Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar you can find. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones. You got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. My favorite are some of the originals. I like peanut butter brownie and the uh, orange vanilla. Those are my go-to. Also, a little uh, tip, put them in the freezer. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a perfect healthy alternative to your normal everyday snack. Honestly, it doesn't even feel like you're eating a protein bar. 180 calories, 19 awesome grams of protein. It's the perfect snack on the go for whatever occasion it is every single day throughout the week. Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get $10 off your next order. You don't want to miss this. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Today's Lockdown Eagles is also sponsored by our good friends over at DoorDash. It's the most clutch food app 
It, it might be the most clutch app that you can find. It's the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or even the Cheesecake Factory. For me, it's such a clutch app because I work at the uh, radio station overnight, and I'm the only person in the building. And so if I want food at like 3 o'clock in the morning, right, if I want Jim's Steakout at where I am in Buffalo, New York, if I want a nice Philly cheesesteak uh, up here in western New York, I need DoorDash. And it's just, oh my gosh. And they have so many things to choose from. Many of your favorite local restaurants, and they're still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorites, and your food will be left at the door. DoorDash delivers are now contactless. Again, they're contactless to keep communities we operate in safe in this COVID-19 world. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and $0 in delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you got to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's $5 off and 0 delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the promo code LOCKDOWN. Don't forget, that's promo code LOCKDOWN for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase here on the Lockdown Eagles postgame show, wrapping up the Eagles' 25-20 win against the San Francisco 49ers last night. We will do stock up, stock down on the podcast tomorrow. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any platform. You can also listen to the show four to six times a week on LockdownEagles.com. So obviously it was such a hard-fought win. Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, they elevated this offense, as did Miles Sanders. The defensive line really carried Jim Schwartz and the linebacking core and really the secondary uh, all game long. So it was a hard-fought win. They showed a lot of fight. But what I will say is that this is not a sustainable recipe for success. They cannot go in against Pittsburgh next week, against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens the week after, and think that they're going to be able to win football games like this. You're going to be able to win football games like this if Carson Wentz consistently plays like that, if Doug Peterson consistently plays or has play calling as well run as he had it, if the defensive line gets pressure. Like Those are, yeah, three keys to the success of any football team, right? But the injuries, you, you can't have Travis Fulgham as a wide receiver too out there. You can't have only Jason Kelsey as a starting offensive lineman out there if you want to beat these good football teams, right? You can't have Fletcher Cox go down in the game. You can't have Darius Slay go down. Um, you can't have Jason Kelsey got hurt at one point. Lane Johnson kept coming in and out of the lineup. You cannot afford to have those injuries but with the Eagles, it, we might have to just accept that's what's going to happen at this point. Um, but it's not just that. They need to get rid of this linebacking play. They have to bench Nate Geary. He was once again an extreme liability against play action, against the run, misdirection. And it wasn't just him. Duke Riley, Nate Geary, uh, everybody. Kayvon Wallace, Marcus Epps, they were getting torn up by George Kittle. It's really the same recipe offenses have week in and week out on how to expose this team. And a lot of it's from neglect personnel-wise at certain positions, like linebacker, but it's also just Jim Schwartz, once again, failing to adjust. And when he does adjust, he plays man coverage all game long, and honestly, it worked for the most part against the receivers. Then suddenly, he goes back to his conservative ways at the end of the game and almost lets the Niners back into that football game. You can't do that. You can do that and get away with it against C.J. Beathard. If that's Ben Roethlisberger, if that's Lamar Jackson, you're not winning. 
And it's not just Schwartz. It's not just the linebackers. Doug Peterson, he was aggressive all game long until that final drive. What is up with the three straight runs when the Niners have two timeouts still and the I don't think the two-minute warning. Was the two-minute warning? Yeah, I think they had the two-minute warning as well on their side. The first play, the clock's going to stop no matter what. It's not running. So you got to throw the football. you got to, with how well Carson Wentz was playing, with the injuries up front, and how Miles Sanders, I thought, looked really good, but you're just not going to get enough push up front with all those backups. So to me, yeah, you wanted the Niners to waste all those timeouts so they had to go no huddle for the offense on the final drive. But for me, with how my quarterback's playing, and with one drive to win the football game, I want the football in my quarterback's hands three times. I don't know if you would throw it all three times, but to me, Carson Wentz should have been able to throw the football and win that game for the Eagles. And they still won it, but damn it, the Niners had a chance. And it was too close for comfort when it did not have to be. Not only because of Doug and running the football, but again, too, because of Jim Schwartz. He just let that team march all the way down the field. I mean, they got down from like the opposing 15 to 20. I forget where they were lined up, but they got all the way to the Eagles 34 in what felt like 20 seconds. And so that's just their mentality, bend, don't break. But you just make it so much harder on your defense. Grow a pair and get up at the line of scrimmage and use Darius Slay not 15 yards off the ball. You don't have to do that with everybody, but have some guys down playing aggressive. Don't give them those easy dump-offs to where they have just 34 yards to go. That was a very doable final play that you had to sweat out. It doesn't always have to be that difficult, but for some reason with Jim Schwartz, for the last four years now, it always has to be. So there's room for improvement still. You got to get healthier. You got to get Alshon Jeffrey back and Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rager and your entire offensive line. You've got to eventually hold Nate Geary accountable at linebacker, especially if Alex Singleton's going to get pick sixes. You got to get him out there. You got to give Davian Taylor a shot, Sean Bradley, somebody else. Because Duke Riley, Nate Geary, that's not working. And offenses are exposing you week in and week out. And without Will Parks right now, without the ability to have Mills at, at safety because of all the injuries at corner. Right now, you don't have the luxury of not having linebackers out there. You have to have Duke Riley and Nate Geary out there because you can't go defensive back heavy right now with all the injuries. So at that point, you need other linebackers out there. And so there's still things that need to be adjusted to. Uh, Carson Wentz even, he can be better. It was a proud... Hard-fought win. The Eagles are in first place. you got to feel really good right now about that, especially with how miserable we've been the last three weeks. But this isn't sustainable. There's things still they need to work on because now it's going to get tougher. They play Pittsburgh and Baltimore back-to-back weeks. This is a huge couple of tests for this Eagles team. And to see who's the real Eagles team. Was it this team that fought to the bitter end against San Fran, which is a damn good football team on the road on primetime football? Or was it the team we saw for the first three weeks of the season? We'll see who shows up against Pittsburgh against Baltimore. We'll continue to get into it uh, tomorrow with Stock Up, Stock Down right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on any platform, four to six episodes a week being downloaded into your phone. You can also listen to it on LockdownEagles.com. And I'm always talking birds after the show on Twitter at DBASILOE. The Eagles take it 25-20 to over the San Francisco 49ers. They are 1-2-1 now. They are in first place in the NFC East. Louis DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds.